It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Fertile fighting for now in the offensive end. He has Meyer and he's got Balsers out there to help him. Ferraro pinches in for the point, keeps it in play. He was double teamed there. Now Meyer came over. Ferraro's back on the point, got the pass. Exchanges with Burns, Ferraro shoots a bouncer wide, rebound Couture, score! That tipped, Logan Couture shot the puck, and it trickled in, and the Sharks take the 5-4 lead. Uh, I mean, yeah, you got a 4-1 lead, and I said this morning at my press conference that, uh, you know, we're a team that has to sort of win these 2-1, 3-2, 4-3 kind of games. When you score five on the road, you don't expect to have that much, uh, um, you know, that much trouble. But, you know, no one's going away. Everybody's pushing hard for points. We knew they were going to push. Again, I thought, unfortunate, we got that six-on-five delayed goal against. And, uh, you know, and we just took some penalties that, you know, really wore us down a little bit. Yeah, we got to find ways to win. And we've done a good job of that, whether it be overtime, whether it be shootouts and, and, and these close games, scoring a six-on-five goal in L.A. Tonight, defending a six-on-five, I thought was a lot better than the last game we, uh, we talked about that we address that so um i'm pretty proud of the guys i thought that it was a character period easy to get rattled when you give up a three goal lead you know we just kept coming and we uh you know we played a we played a really good period yeah good morning everyone how you doing we are waking up winners on this sunday morning i hope that everybody is uh, enjoying themselves having their coffee their tea whatever their sunday morning tradition is and uh, enjoying the fact that you can look back and say hey the sharks had a quality fight for a win last night And I think the other thing that we have to look at is that all of us that were maybe a little bit annoyed that the Sharks weren't involved in those Tahoe games, you might kind of now think to yourself, well, maybe it wasn't the worst thing in the world that the Sharks weren't involved in those. Uh, Absolutely beautiful setting. Absolutely uh, amazing that they didn't account for a little bit of those sunny conditions a little more so. But hey, it is what it is. And uh, that's what you deal with when you go outside in professional sports. Um, Overall, though, I think this is a... uh, This was a good two-game series for the San Jose Sharks, and especially when you talk about the fact that the Blues are widely considered as one of the better to best teams in the NHL, to walk away with four games in that building, 2-0-2, with really, you can make a case that they should have won all four of the games in those four games in St. Louis so far this year. I feel decent about the Sharks. And then also, you go into this series and you take three points out of a possible four points, again, Another way of feeling pretty decent about the Sharks, and I know that we have not seen a ton of consistency from this team so far, and there have been ups and downs, but it could be a lot worse, right? I mean, I look at other teams around the NHL, 
and there are obviously some very good ones, but it's easy to identify the very, very bad. And I think the Sharks are a lot farther away from the very, very bad than they are from the very, very good. And I'm not trying to overstate things with the Sharks. I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm not trying to say that they're that much better than they were a couple weeks ago. But you do feel, again, the continual sense with this team is that they are trending in the right direction. It's just obviously that there are going to be bumps along the way. But one of the things that I really liked out of this game last night, and we'll talk about it later when we hear from Bob Bugner, is that he alluded to it being a character victory for the Sharks. And I think that is very important because they had another one of those abysmal second periods which for lack of a better understanding seems to be part of this team's DNA, but it could have been more abysmal. It could have been worse. They still did manage to put a couple goals on frame in that second period. And here's the deal. Even when you're up 3-0 on the Blues, even when you're up 4-1 on the Blues, that is a team that has a championship mentality. That is a team that's not just going to go away and give up on that game. They knew they could get back into it. They did get back into it, and they played like they could get back into it. The immediate reaction, of course, from some is going to be, well, Ted, the officiating in that game was awful, and that's why the Blues were allowed to get back into it. I don't care, honestly, because the officiating is not something that you can control. Some games, the calls are going to go your way. Some games, the calls are not going to go your way. Sometimes the calls are going to be so blatantly bad that you're going to want to scream, and that's out of your control, and you have to be better or you have to be capable of handling what the officiating can bring in any given game. And ultimately, that means putting yourself in a position to win regardless of what happens with the officiating. And I think that even though the Sharks did blow a three-goal lead, even though they found themselves tied after two periods, 4-4, against a team as good as the Blues, they still found a way despite the fact that the officiating was not going their way. It does no good to whine and moan about the officiating, even if you do not like the calls, because for the players on the ice, it does not change their reality. They have to respond in any given situation. And I think that the Sharks, by going up 3-0, by having a 4-1 lead against a team that was going to push back no matter what, they gave themselves enough of a buffer to deal with some of the officiating that we did not agree with. Listen, I'm not one of those guys that slams the officials in any sport in most situations because I do believe you have to put yourself in a position to win. On the other side, the Sharks also put themselves in a position to lose that game by letting momentum completely swing in the opposite direction and allowing the Blues to come storming back. Again, that's part of the Blues' DNA, and I can only fault the Sharks so much for letting that happen. But I think most importantly, like Bob Bugner said, this was a character win. The Sharks could have rolled over knowing what had happened to them earlier in the year after some bad to abysmal second periods, but they didn't. They responded, they fought, they were able to get that game-winning goal from Logan Couture, and now the Sharks are 6-0-2 in one-goal games this year. I'll take that any day of the week. That means you're winning those close games, and it's going to be close for this Sharks team until they get better. I, I think there are brighter times on the future where you're not just eking out every single win by the seat of your pants, but the Sharks, and Bugner talked about this as well, the Sharks have had the toughest schedule in the NHL up to this point. Now they're coming home with eight consecutive games at home. And they almost just took two on the road against St. Louis. And I know that almost doesn't count, but they still took three out of four points. But you look at what's happening with this team. We saw more tenacity. We saw more vigor. We saw a game that was harder from the Sharks, especially along the boards. We saw them 
strategically and tactically entered this series against the Blues with a little bit more of a plan, with a little bit more of a disruptive fashion. Of course, like guys talked about in game number one of this series, you saw more of the Sharks slowing down the Blues on their entry into the zone, disrupting passes, aggressive on the forecheck, creating turnovers, and credit to guys like Evander Kane for going and making things happen. Evander Kane had one of his best games of the year last night, and one of the things that I really liked is that it seemed like he was kind of playing on the edge. He didn't do anything where it was a mental lapse. He didn't take any bad penalties. He was just a physical power forward, being a disruptive force, leading to opportunities for himself and other members of the Sharks. And that's the game he's got to play, right? That's the game he's got to play over and over and over. He was a dynamic, disruptive, incredible force in that game last night. I mean, it just, it's why you look at Evander Kane and you say to yourself, this guy in certain situations has the, has the ability to completely change games. And I thought that his game really exemplified what the Sharks were doing so well in both games of this series. The Blues were reacting to them. The Sharks were dictating the tempo and the pace. And of course, you don't do yourself any favors when you can't hold on to a 3-0 or 4-1 lead. But the fact of the matter is the Blues had to react to that. And they played so well over that second period and at certain parts of the, the third period as well. I think a little bit of that frustration starts to set in that they can't find that go-ahead goal, that they aren't able. They had to do so much to get back into that game. It burns you out. And that is a credit to what the Sharks were doing. They were creating those turnovers. They were creating those opportunities. You had contributions across the board. Logan Couture, Evander Kane, Rudolph's Balsers, Patrick Marlowe. As I have said before, it's great when you get guys on your third and fourth lines contributing. However, you need to make sure that that comes in conjunction with production from your top lines. And that's exactly what the Sharks got last night. They had production across the board. They had everyone contributing to that game. And by the way, wasn't it great to see Patty Marlowe get on the board, watch him get his first goal of the year, Mr. San Jose. I, you know, I just get a kick out of him watching him. He still skates so unbelievable. It seemed like he had been denied some really good opportunities that he'd had so far in the year. You felt like that goal was coming. Hopefully this allows him to kind of get his scoring bunches going because he does score in bunches. So I'm not going to be surprised if he gets on a little bit of a heater here because that's just who Patrick Marlowe is. I don't care how old he is. And then I think you also have to acknowledge some of the guys that have been contributing for the Sharks have been on the younger end, whether it's been Noah Greger, whether it's been John Leonard, and then now you get Rudolph's Balsers contributing. And I know he's 24, but A, he's not old by any means, and B, he is still in the learning process for what we've seen with the San Jose Sharks. And I think that that's something, I can't remember if it was Hedekin or if it was Brown, but one of them pointed out the fact that the Sharks are not thinking as much when they're out there on the ice and they're more just reacting. It's becoming more subconscious to do the things that Bob Bugner has been trying to implement in this system. And that that takes time. I understand that Bob Bugner took over halfway through the year or a little bit before the halfway mark last year. And that's great, but it really takes time, especially for him finally with his own staff and his own system to really implement things, to get it going, especially in a year where you didn't have a normal training camp or a normal preseason. It takes time. The Sharks, yes, there are a lot of established faces still with this team, but anytime that you're implementing a new structure, a new system, a new regime, it takes time for everybody to get on the same page. And I feel like with the Sharks, we've been watching improvement across the board. They've been trending again in the right direction. And yes, 
it's not a complete package. They still haven't played a complete 60 minutes. They still show they have the ability to have trouble with the second period. At certain points, the net minding has left something to be desired, but it's not happening with too many problems in the same game, mostly. And it seems like they are able to absorb their problems a little bit better now. And again, that's what you want to see. Slow progress in the right direction towards becoming a better team. In this series, I think we saw the Sharks have the work rate that Bob Bugner wants to see. And again, the play along the boards, the forecheck, causing turnovers. These are all things that they've been working on. We've seen them trying to do it. And now in this series, it seemed like it was happening to greater success. Now, will they be able to replicate that? I don't know, but I feel like it's a good sign if you can go into the Blues building and dictate the pace of play for two consecutive games. But bigger tests are now on the horizon with the home-heavy schedule for the San Jose Sharks. Monday night, they are going to be home against the Wild. Let's see if they can dictate the pace again. Then you have big challenges again right after that. Thursday night, hosting Las Vegas. Saturday night, hosting St. Louis. Monday and Wednesday, hosting the Avs. Friday and Saturday, hosting Las Vegas. Monday the 8th, hosting St. Louis. These are huge games for the San Jose Sharks now. Eight consecutive at home, seven of which are against Colorado, Vegas, and St. Louis. And the Sharks have done themselves massive favors up to this point in the season by keeping themselves around 500 while being so road heavy. Now is where they have to thrive. You got to go at least five and three on this homestand. And I would love to see something better. See a six and two homestand, something like that. The Sharks put themselves in a position to feast upon their home schedule now. And that's what needs to happen. At this point, you've grown enough. At this point, you've handled enough adversity through the season. You have to come out of the gates hot in these homestands. And it does feel to me like the Sharks have now put themselves in that position for these things to happen because they are more finding their game and seeing contributions across the board. You've watched Logan Couture be on fire. You've watched Vander Kane really pick his game up. And then another thing to think about is what if Eric Carlson has been able to get healthy with a couple of days off? If he can come back and start being a key contributor for the San Jose Sharks, I understand that he is a polarizing figure and I understand exactly why he is a polarizing picture, but that doesn't take away from the fact of what he is capable of doing. It is in no way, shape, or form a bad thing to have a superstar waiting to come back into the lineup after you've just earned three or four possible points on the road against St. Louis. I just hope that Eric Carlson can come back, not have this injury, and be the guy we know he is capable of being. If he's not, that'd be a shame, but... The Sharks have proven at this point that they can play well without him, so hopefully he sees this as a challenge as well to really come back and be the guy that they all know he is capable of being. It's not up to him to determine what the Sharks will turn into this year, but he certainly would make this team that much better if he was playing up to the level that he's capable of being. So we'll see what happens there, but I'm never going to view it as a bad thing that the Sharks have a superstar getting healthy that can potentially come in and contribute and make them that much better of a team. And it goes back to a theme that Bob Bugner has talked about all year long about needing his best players to be his best players. We've been getting that out of Logan Couture. We've been getting that out of Evander Kane. You need to see more production across the board from Tomas Hurdle. He's had some streaky play in terms of his goal scoring, and I understand that he's kind of come back from a knee injury, so that probably plays a factor in terms of fatigue. But you also need to get Timo Meyer going. 
Uh, you know, he's trying. He's waiting to break through. I think it's on the cusp of happening. You can see the frustration building in his game. But these are the guys that I think are going to be part of what the Sharks are capable of doing next over this homestand. You would love to see Timo Meyer get on a hot streak. You would love to see Tomas Hurdle get on a hot streak. You would really love Eric Carlson to come back and really start contributing and help those guys go on those hot streaks, right? I mean, that's this is what it's all leading towards right now, and it's a perfect opportunity for these guys that have not been able to find consistency in their games to find that next-level consistency in their games. All right, we're going to take a little break. On the other side, you're going to hear from Bob Bugner, Logan Couture, Devin Dubnik, Rudolph's Balsers, all coming up on Morning Tide. And now, a moment of chill from Coors Light. (sighs) Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment, made to chill after the short but cold beer run from hot tub to cabin. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. But it's off the stick of Kane and popped back to center. And so Evander recovers and shoots it in. 12.44 to go in a scoreless first period. The Sharks now put Couture's line on the ice. And they've got Couture. Here he is to Kane. Shoot, star! A bouncing play in the corner and Evander Kane lets the shot rip from the right wing circle. Sharks won, blues nothing. That's not easy, and that's exactly what we talked about in between second and third. You know, like let me let me do the uh, the yelling and screaming if I have to, and you know, control our emotions. I think uh, you know, we were obviously upset. You know, I, th- I believe their uh, second goal when uh, we believe Nishoff was was tripped. Um, you know, that that was a pretty easy call for me, um, and we haven't been on the right side of those. You know, in defense, I think we, we've we've got to control our sticks a little more. Um, you know, Timo's penalty. Um, we took one the other night. I think it was Donato. We've had a couple stick uh, uh, stick penalties that we have to stay away from and get better at. But yeah, for you know, we haven't had a lot of power plays, and we seem like we're always on the kill. And uh, you know, some unfortunate ones with Mario trying to flip that, uh, you know, hitting the camera. So um, with the helmet knocked off, there's just sort of weird weird things happening out there. But you know, we stuck with it, and we had uh, you know some great kills character kills and uh you know we found a way to uh, get three points out of this building in the last two games and could have easily been four yeah i love the messaging there that bob bugner is telling to his players don't worry about the refs i will handle that i will be the one that's getting on them i know that when logan couture was asked about it after the game he had no comment which is always the smart way to play it i don't think bob bugner really said anything inflammatory about the officiating either i think that He took a very clean and objective way of looking at it. Uh, But ultimately, he's telling his guys, don't worry about it. I'll take the onus on that. I need you guys to play your game. I need you guys to stand up for Mario Ferraro. I need you guys to be what you're capable of being, regardless of the weird things that are happening out there on the ice. And that's what good teams do. They don't let the calls that go against them slow them down. They don't let the weird plays that go against them take them out of a game. You move beyond it, you put forth a good effort on the ice, and that's what the Sharks were able to do. And I think that earlier this year, you'd maybe see the shoulders slump a little bit. You'd see that they were kind of getting a little bit fed up with what had gone against them over the course of a game. But this was one where the Sharks just kind of, they just looked past it. 
And that's the type of effort mentality that the Sharks need to have. Not worry about the things that they can't control. Not let themselves get caught up with some of the things they're seeing out there on the ice that are A, weird, or that they can't control, or that they don't agree with. Whatever it is, just go out there and play. If you do those things, the results will come, and that's what happened for the Sharks last night. They got the win. They fought hard against a very good team on the road and were able to withstand the many blows that came their way that could have taken them out of the game. They played beyond that and earned two points on the road. And like Bugner alluded to, they took three out of four out of two games and could have easily had four out of four. It's just deal with the adversity. Um, you know, don't let the uh, uh, the non-calls or the missed calls or whatever you want to call them. Um, um, we had to find a way to win a period. It didn't matter what it looked like. It's just winning, going out and winning a period. We knew we had some success once we put pucks behind them. The minute we started trying to chip pucks to the middle, you know, and, and, and trying to be a little fancy, it was it was just about keeping it simple and playing north and, and uh, you know, and staying disciplined just uh, um, and finding a way to win. We talked about, you know, having a character period. Um, that was really the whole thing between periods is about having a character period i love the messaging there there's a lot of different ways that coaches can approach a team after they have a bad period like the sharks did in the second period once again against st louis you can try and call them out you can try and call them soft you can try and find different ways of motivating them but bob bugner took the stance of opportunity opportunity to stand up for yourself opportunity to stand up for your teammates, opportunity to prove yourself as better than you were in that previous period, opportunity to win a game. And I think the Sharks played like that. They didn't come out defeated at the start of the third period, dwelling on the fact that they had given up a three-goal lead. They just came out there and played to win the game. Felt good. Obviously, uh, you know, had a good good first, and that's the thing you just want to you want to work and and uh, make sure you're you're doing all the right things. And uh, you know, you settle in pretty quick. It wasn't uh, it's not that long of a time off, so felt good. And uh, another another interesting second period in this building. I don't know what it is about the second period, but didn't uh, didn't feel like cruising to a four one victory anyway. Figured we we make it exciting, so. All good. And that's the thing, right? You can crack jokes and you can make light of situations when you do win the game, as Devin Dubnik was doing there. And I thought that Devin Dubnik, listen, he was not perfect last night by any means, but he did come up with the big stops when he needed to. And you get to a victory however you get to a victory. It was good to get Dubnik back out onto the ice. Jones had had a heavy workload as of late. And this team is going to need the 1-1-A tandem of these guys going forward because the schedule is going to be hot and heavy from this point out. It really only seems to pick up in terms of its intensity you've got a lot of back-to-backs on Friday and Saturday nights coming up and that means you're going to need Jones and Dubnik to be on top of their game I know there was some um, curiosity with uh, Bugner not going with the hot hand and keeping Jones out there but listen you have to have that faith in both your guys and Dubnik he was back from the lower body injury he'd been dealing with he'd been backing up for a couple of games and he had an opportunity to get him back out there on the ice and how about the fact that a he got his first win as a member of the San Jose Sharks so that's just great congratulations to him and Dubnik finally got offensive support that he had deserved and not had in previous games right you'd had too many times the Sharks were only about putting up two goals in support of the efforts that Dubnik was having this was a game last night where you did have the offense come through where you did spot him some leads and yes he was not able to hold on to those leads, but obviously it is not on him. But the Sharks never gave up the lead overall. You never saw the Blues go ahead, and the Sharks were able to fight and get that go-ahead goal and earn the victory. It doesn't matter how you got there in terms of the final result. And yes, of course, you want to have a better second period. You want to fix some of those things that you did. But ultimately, it all led to a win. 
Yeah, we're going to have to. I mean, this is a very difficult part stretch of our, of our schedule. We play, uh, I believe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's something like nine of the next 13 against uh, Colorado, Vegas and St. Louis. So uh, some very, very big games coming up against some very good teams, teams that are probably going to finish near the top of our division. So very important very important for us. For us. I liked our game, both of our games here in St. Louis. Uh, you know, it, it hurts right now when you look, when, when I look back and, uh, at that first game here that we didn't get two points, that's, that still stings. Um, but happy of the way that we battled tonight. I uh, didn't have a great second. Obviously, they gave up uh, four goals, but uh, we fought in the third and found a way. And good teams find a way to win. Bad teams find a way to lose. The Sharks have done that in both instances this year. They found ways to win. They found ways to lose. But it would be much more troubling if they were only finding ways to lose, which is what it felt like last year. This year, they are finding ways to win. And again, I go back and reference that 6-0-2 record in one-goal games this year. And a big part of that, you look at the play of Logan Couture in and of himself. He has been on fire. He is the captain. He is leading by example. He is the Sharks' best player. And he has been doing it all. Well, yeah, I'm counting on to score goals and produce offensively. So every night I want to score and um, help our team. I think uh, tonight we had a lot of guys step up. Played played very well uh, through the middle with Gamby going down. Tommy Hurdle played some big minutes at the end and took almost every face off for us and, and won a ton of them. And different guys throughout the lineup stepped up. Rudy played extremely well. Timo held on to the puck well. Uh, Kane Banker, the list goes on. So when we have performances like that throughout uh, the lineup up front, uh, you know that's why we're scoring. We scored five goals tonight. We, we've had a tough time scoring goals throughout the season, but. Uh, when we play like that, uh, you know, we're going to find the back of the net. And they did, obviously, especially with Evander Kane and Logan Couture coming up to combine for three goals on the night. Just a huge performance from their top line. When they are humming like that, they are going to be problematic for any team in the NHL, as the Blues most definitely saw, and Bob Bugner saw it as well. Yeah, they've been they've been good for a while now, and, uh, um, you know, it was nice to see Tommy Hurdle's line have a night as well, and, uh, um, and that's key. I mean, we scored five goals. The great part about it is, you know, we, we got uh, – a couple from Cooch's line, one from Hurdle's line, and then, you know, you go through the lineup and you got another one, uh, you know, Patty Marlowe. I think there were uh, some timely goals there. And, and uh, um, you know, it's nice to see it spread out throughout the lineup. But your big dogs have got to be your big guys, and uh, and they were tonight. So it was nice to see, and it uh, obviously uh, helps in situations, especially on the road. Yeah, the big dogs playing like the big dogs. That's something that Bugner has hammered all year long, and it feels like in this series against the Blues, you did have your best players playing like your best players. I know in game one, only Gregor and Leonard were able to find the back of the net, but you still saw the Sharks' best players creating opportunities and making things happen. And that, of course, is going to lead for opportunities for other guys out there on the ice. And you really have to be hopeful that once the Sharks do actually get a power play, because didn't feel like that was going to happen during those last two games, that if the Sharks do get a power play, that they will be able to capitalize and give themselves a little bit more help. They most certainly did not make it easy on themselves, but that's part of the process of becoming a better team. You would hope that there are going to be some easier victories in the future, but for the time being, the Sharks have to fight and grind together for these wins. I mean, what did the Sharks do better in this game in particular than they did compared to Thursday night's game? They killed all three power play opportunities for the Blues. They gave up two power play goals in game number one of this series, and we saw the bad performances before this where the Sharks were giving up three power play goals a game. Just stay calm. That was, it was uh, what was going through my mind. Um, unfortunately, we, we've been in this situation when we were here in St. Louis. We gave up four in the second, I believe, the last time we were here. So uh, something that uh, we need to fix. 
but uh, we were still in a good spot. We were still tied at the end of that period, going into the third in a tough building uh, against a really good team. And we had given ourselves an opportunity to get points. Boogie came in after the second and, and said exactly that. He said, this is, this is going to be a big character win when we go out and we win this game. And everyone in the room believed that we were going to find a way to win. Uh, no one got down on each other. Um, we knew Doobie was going to stand uh, stand tall for us in the net, and we just had to find a way to get a, get a goal. And Cooch found a way to do that, which is exactly what the captain of a team is supposed to do. And you also had a nice night from Rudolph's Balsers, who was initially credited with the game-winning goal before it goes back to Logan Couture, but, but he did put one in the back of the net for the Sharks. Bob Bugner. Yeah, well, you know, we've been searching, uh, you know, the whole season to, to try and get some chemistry on lines and, and not trying to get guys in and out as much. And, uh, you know, for young guys, they're going to have some off nights um, and, and you got to live with that and you got to develop. And, you know, and I think Rudy's a classic example of that. He's a guy that hadn't you know, really played much until he came here this, uh, um, you know, until he came here in the, in the, uh, uh, this beginning of the season. And, um, you know, he's slowly getting better. He's playing on that line. He's developing some chemistry with Hurdle and Timo. And I think I think all three are similar in how they can protect pucks, um, you know, and, and 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 make plays in tight areas. And um, you're starting to see some chemistry, uh, you know, develop there. So that's a good thing. I think Cooch's line has been good for a while. Um, and, you know, and underneath that, I think that uh, I really like how Johnny Leonard and, and Noah Gregor are playing together on that line. So there's some good things happening. And, uh, you know, it's been a process, but we're, we're, get, we're going in the right direction. And Balser's offered this when he was asked about the chemistry on that line with Timo and Tommy. Yeah, you know, we've been we've been together for a couple of games now and, uh, you know, it's been a little up and down. And I think we're still trying to figure out each other. Obviously, you know, they know each other better. And, uh, you know, me as a new guy in the lineup, in, in their line there, I'm trying to find my spot there and uh, you know I think it's uh, you know we're trying to figure we're getting uh, better every game and you know like today we generate a lot of a lot of good chances there and we just gotta keep building on that and uh, you know stay stay good and get better I guess. And getting contribution from newer and or younger players is something that Logan Couture talked about after the game as being necessary for this team to take its next steps. Yeah I think you know for us it's fun to watch some of our younger players get thrown into situations where they're they've never been you know they may not be comfortable whether it's Nisey or, or Mario playing massive minutes on the back end and uh, Mello or or, or Freddie uh, jumping in and, and helping us out um you know, it's it's fun to watch, and and they're such uh, they're such good players at a young age, and they want to learn, they want to get better. So to watch them get extended minutes, to see them flourish in those minutes, uh, definitely uh, definitely puts a smile on the faces of all of us. Uh, proud of the way that they've played and battled, and uh, you know they're they're going to help us this organization for a while. So a character win for the San Jose Sharks, who now come home for eight straight. As it stands right now, the Sharks are just one point out of fourth place and that final playoff spot in the Honda NHL West Division. It's probably too early to be scoreboard watching, but I'm doing it anyway. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.